This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Hey everyone, Tim Wright here, along with Dr. Michael Gurian. We are bringing you the Wonder of Parenting podcast, a brain science approach to parenting. And uh, we are once again uh, going to tackle a question that uh, was posted on our Facebook page. We have a Facebook group, Wonder of Parenting. You just go to Facebook, you type in Wonder of Parenting in the search, you hit join, and we'll let you in. That way it's a closed group, and it's just parents who have joined the group talking together. And this is an interesting one. We, we've called it The Boy Who Cried Wolf because it's about storytelling. It's about lies, potentially. Um, and uh, so I'm really looking forward to hearing from Michael on this one. Uh, we do want to, as always, give a shout-out to our sponsors. We've got uh, Greg Jantz and the good folks up at the Center of Place of Hope in the Seattle area. You can learn more about them on wonderofparenting.com. Greg has... A plethora, there's a big word, of books. Mm-hmm. He writes a book a year and uh, on all kinds of topics that you'll find helpful. And then their their uh, clinic is fantastic as well if you ever need some deep help uh, or someone you love does. So wonderparenting.com for the Center Place of Hope. And uh, Michael is a big fan of the Forge School. Uh, he's consulting with them. Uh, he's visited them. And uh, Michael, you're, you're really, uh, you're high on this thing, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm really honored by both our sponsors in that I've been able to go there. I've been able to see yep. the place, you know, like the chances, Greg's facilities and, and the Forge school. Um, uh, it's a great way to have sponsors because I can say, Hey, yes, these are really great places. The Forge school is, um, for 14 to 17 year old boys. So teen boys who are struggling, it's a residential treatment. So a boarding school and uh, the staff is wonderful. The grounds are wonderful. 55 acres, you know, um, adventure therapy, uh, just really leading edge work with boys, very boy friendly. So um, if folks go to wonderofparenting.com, you'll see the uh, the Ford School icon there. And, and then you can contact, see their website and contact them directly. So this question was, uh, again, posted on Facebook, and it's it's a little longer question, but I, I it, it's uh, one that we want to read the whole thing through. I think a lot of parents are going to resonate with this. My son is five and has always had an, an avid imagination. He had a speech delay, and at one point, we were just encouraging him to say anything and everything. He started telling stories. He had an imaginary friend at one point and now has an entire secret agent life that he refers to frequently. The problem is, now he is telling so many stories, I don't know what is true and what isn't. He holds on to the stories, too. For example, today we were driving and I saw two bunnies jump out near the road and I slowed down to point them out to him as we drove past. Soon after, he started telling me there were three bunnies, two parents, and a baby bunny I didn't see. The story goes on in great detail about the, how the baby bunny was between the two bigger bunnies and where the bunnies were planning to go, so on and so forth. The thing is, there were only two bunnies, and when I ask him if he's telling a story, he says no. Sometimes in these situations, he even gets mad at me for pointing out he's telling a story slash lie. He has told his preschool teachers that he has siblings that don't exist. He has told me stories about things that happen when he's away from me 
that would cause me to act in his defense if they were true. He lives a very comfortable life. We have read stories like The Boy Who Cried Wolf and talked about truth-telling. When we talk about it, not in the moments... uh, when we talk about it, not in the moments he seems to understand reality fiction, but then things like the bunny story happen, and I just don't know anymore. It's getting to the point that I don't want to talk to him because everything is a story that I have to untangle and question to find the truth. My question is, when does it become lying and not just an act of imagination? Where's the line? How do I logically discipline this sort of behavior? And could he turn into a pathological liar if this continues? Um, so, you know, part of it, I read with a smile on my face cause I love the imagination and part of it, I feel this deep, um, heart, uh, compassion for the, the mom who's really conflicted about, uh, her son's big imagination. So, uh, Michael, as always, I know you've got some, some thoughts and then we'll tease them out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he's five years old and, and we obviously want to applaud his imagination. We want to applaud that he, very often a situation like this, this is a child who goes on to do something that in some way is connected to this and successfully, like maybe Mm. he becomes a filmmaker, maybe he becomes a writer, um, maybe he becomes, you know, something creative and he's very successful, right? I mean, so this imagination, the fact that, the fact that he has such an active imagination and that his, his brain is developing those, those, that gray matter area, you know, fast, um, I think would mean that he would use it in the future. And, and and we don't want to kill the imagination. However, I am a little worried about him because uh, he's five. This has been going on for a while, and he has entered. What 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 worries me is that he's entered the um, he's entered a world or or a, you know a life for himself in which some of these stories now have negative effects. So. And that's where if she's going to provide discipline, if that's, you know, it's going to be around that. If he tells something that is a lie and it has a negative effect, it's not a story now. It's become a lie. And that's that's the line that they need to work with him on uh, so that he keeps his imagination, but that he's not lying. And I, I, I'm going to unpack that for a moment. But before I do, I just want to say, I think if this goes on much longer uh where where he's where he is not just telling a story but he he is lying in ways he's lying so much that his mom is confused in interacting with him mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that that to me means they might want to go talk to someone uh because again I have not met him I'm just a voice on a podcast if they talk to someone a therapist or someone in their community who who could talk to him and they could tell the story to, and they could talk to him and see if something else is going on with him, you know, just, just check. Um, uh, because she asked, can he become a pathological liar? Yes, he could. Yeah. Yeah. They, they have to help him figure out where lying, where stories end and lying begins. So like the bunny story, the bunny story, he made a whole bunch up. And if, and if, if he's able to, if she is able to say to him, which she did, okay, you know, I know you made that up. That was really interesting the way you made that up. And you know you made that extra bunny up, right? You know, right? To reality check with him, to help him, to help him figure out the line. And, and if he's not able to say at all, yeah, if he's not able to say, yeah, I made that up, and that goes on three, four, five times a day, 
then I think he has a problem. Um, if he's able to say, yeah, mom, okay, you're right. I made up that extra bunny, but it's still a great story. And so I want to tell you this story. Okay. Right. He's it's reality checked. He understands reality. He's not creating delusions or anything like that. So he doesn't have a disorder that's, that's forming. Maybe, um, uh, he understands the reality check. And, and then the other boundary is, does it harm anyone else? If, he needs to now understand that when he's doing this and telling lies, he's pushing his mother away. He's having he's having effects in the world. He has to understand those effects. And in understanding those effects, hopefully he can, uh, uh, you know, over like two or three months of this, this kind of intervention of every single time now forcing him to understand what is lie and what is story. Um, hopefully he will, you know, the boundaries will get set up for him. He will understand that he he's having these effects. He will, you know, have the compassion for others and he will want the mom's attention. And, you know, there's all this leverage that will be used so that he'll start distinguishing between lying and, and storytelling. But man, if he if he keeps pushing other people away, then, yeah, this is in the realm of lying and it's having an effect. And, and we need to get help for that. Mm hmm. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply. Uh, I get the sense. Do you get it, too, that he maybe doesn't have siblings? Yeah, they aren't mentioned. Yeah, well, she just said that he told his preschool teachers that he has siblings. But he doesn't have don't them. don't exist. Right. right. So I don't know if, they, if that meant that he made up extra brothers and sisters or if he doesn't have siblings at all. <laughs> so I, I couldn't quite... See, even we don't know if he's telling the truth. Well... Uh, well, you're going down a good direction, though. You're thinking yeah. an only child, right? Yes. Yeah. Right. And yeah. I, I was going to ask. It, uh, yeah. And 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 the broader question is, um, what? Let, we're, we're, now we're not going to diagnose this this five year old. Okay. But what are some reasons that this kind of behavior begins to happen? How how, how is it that a five-year-old boy or a five-year-old girl, six-year-old boy, six-year-old girl, gets so entwined in the imagination that they start to become, they start to lie about everything. How does that happen? Oh, well, a, a, a number of things. I mean, you, your genome, you can have some of that on your genome. So this okay. can be triggered and kick in. It's on his genome already. Uh, someone else in the family, you know, these are markers. To, to the extent that these are genomic, that they come in on the genome, there can be markers. And and this family might look back and think about others in the family who someone else in the family, uncles, aunts, someone else who did this. And and so some of it can be that. Right. Mm -hmm. Some right. of it can be. Yeah. Some of it can be if he's an only child when kids get lonely, 
And yep. that's why you were going in the direction, I think, of yep. the only child. They sometimes, they can often create um, imaginary friends and worlds because it provides them with, you know, sort of the attachment and the mirroring that they're looking for. Um, even kids who do have sibling, siblings, though, if they are lonely, for whatever reasons, um, uh, they're, uh, they could be bullied, they could be, so it could be trauma-informed here, they could have been in trauma, abuse, uh, and or the parents are not around, and or there's one parent is not around, quite often it's an absent dad, but sometimes mom. I mean, there's there's various configurations in which there's loneliness and reasons for it, and they can create it, right? They can create imaginary friends, and then it just takes off. And then it, it you know, uh, it can also be part of, uh, like a narcissistic personality disorder that's budding where, where, you know, they're, they're, li they're lying and it's part of that. I mean, so there's mm -hmm. a lot of reasons it can happen. If we pick, let's pick one that's benign, that's not coming from a personality disorder or something like that. Uh, it would be that it, for instance, came in on the genome, right? Okay. Cause, cause uncle did this and that one, you know, that you go, okay, okay. He's kind of set up for this, but okay, we can intervene here we're going to get them to understand the boundary, right? And that's going to be the strategy, no matter what this came in on, that's going to be the strategy because we got to get them to be able to live in reality and not cause these negative effects. Um, but I'd say that's a benign one. Uh, and if it came in on loneliness, right, then we can we can start looking at that loneliness. And, um, you know, parents who have only kids, they often notice that child is lonely, so they make sure to have play dates for that child. So they're actually hitting this not only from trying to uh, do the reality checking and develop the line better, but they're also looking at it, you know, one step back. Uh, how lonely is my child? Let's have play dates and let's try to cure that. And some of that might cure the lying. Um, uh, so you can approach it from both angles. Uh, those are just some of the reasons that it can start later in life when it starts. And I know we did a podcast on this later in life when it starts, it can start the lying behavior. It can be because of addiction um, mm -hmm. uh, and it comes in with addiction quite often on the genome and or as a as a coping behavior. Uh, this guy's five, though. So I don't you know, obviously, I don't think we've got addiction kicking in. Um, but it's worth noting that quite often addiction genetics combine with this lying that would come later though. Mm -hmm. Um, so strategically for parents who've got kids with these active imaginations and you, you've touched on a little bit, um, you, you don't want to, uh, in any way sort of throw water on the imagination because that could be a, a an important part of who they're going to become, um, someday. Um, but it's that, it's that, the concern is the the reality of of life, so um, you, you've talked about how important it might be potentially to see a therapist. Um, so, what are let, let's tease out some of these things that that parents can do to begin to help their kids see the difference between imagination and being all on board with that, and also then teaching them the boundaries of we we tell the truth in these situations or it's important to know the truth now how how do you help kids begin to discern uh between truth telling and imagination play uh it's a lot of this is going to be verbal in that because he's five we can talk to him you know right. and and we can uh, our first asset is going to be in, in the moment when he's telling a story let's say um 
we we are intervening you know we're intervening and uh and especially if it causes negative effect so the bunny story he tells the story of the bunny so i'll make this very practical he's telling the story of the bunny mom's listening to the story of the bunny she knows there was no third bunny there um he has created a whole internal world around the bunny the third bunny and and if she says to him uh, after he's done telling the story that he's created, says to him, that's a, you know, a great story. And, uh, I was there too. I know there isn't a, there was not a third bunny. You made up the third bunny and you told a great story about that bunny. That that's great. Um, at the same time, I have to make sure that you understand there wasn't a third bunny there. Right. And, and now they're having a conversation now. And now he will probably argue, <laughs> you know, he'll probably say, oh, no, no, you're wrong. There was a third bunny. And uh, she had better be better, very sure there was not a third bunny. But let's assume she was correct. There's not. Uh, they have this argument. They're having this argument. In in the end, she needs to win that argument, <laughs> you know. So uh, maybe she has to go away for, from it for a half hour and then come back to it. And, um, uh, and, and she's got to try to win that argument with him and get him you know, in a number of cases, this is a bunny case, but, but this may happen once a day and get him to understand the, dis, the difference between the story and the lie, the story and the lie. And mm-hmm. uh, even if it includes argument, the story and the lie. And, and that means she's going to have to say to him, if you, you know, first it's a story. When you're telling that story, it's a great story. But when you say to me, no, mom, there was a third bunny, and I know there was not a third bunny, then now you're lying to me. Okay? That's what a lie is. A lie is when you make something up that is not, you're not telling a story about it. You're actually looking me right in the face and telling me something that is not true. And, um, you know, and I'm going to work with you so that you understand that because you don't really understand that now. Uh, so, you know, this will go on quite a while, a number of conversations, and she should not be doing this alone. Dad's got to help her. Other parents got to help her. Extended family's got to help her. School's got to help her. They've got to all be having this conversation with this kid. I'm not worried that his ag- imagination will be harmed. I, I okay. don't think that they need to worry about that. He has a very strong imagination. Um, uh, and even if they, even if he thinks they're punishing him severely, you know, and he pulls back on telling him these stories, right? Because he doesn't want to get disciplined for it. Um, his imagination's still active. So mm-hmm. so let's not worry about his imagination. I, I worry about the lying line. That's the yep. one to worry about now. And and if he insists on, on the lie, now let's take the bunny out because the bunny one is, you know, it's kind of amorphous. Let's say he lies about something like, you know, did you take the garbage out? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. he lies and says he did take it out and then mom takes him over to the garbage and says okay the garbage is here you told me you took it out were you lying to me you know and he does that a lot things that are that obvious but he keeps lying about those things um then he's going to keep needing to be disciplined because and so you know he has to go to timeout or whatever is their discipline um uh for the lie and that will be the second strategy they'll try They'll have conversation, then they'll try discipline. And they'll they'll and they want to do the discipline on things that are obvious. So not the bunny. Now the mm-hmm. you know, the bunny, he could still in his head think there was a third bunny. 
and it's that's storytelling. But the garbage, that's that's tactile, right? That's experiential. It's really clear he lied about that. And um, so now there can be discipline. Now there can be time out for that. And that's a way to try to get his frontal, you know, his frontal lobe to kick in here and say, okay, wait, I can't do that. I can't lie. Lying is wrong, you know. Um, and that would be... Uh, that would be the second big thing. And then the overarching strategy is get more people involved in doing this with him. Mm -hmm. Get more parents and extended family, and then ultimately, possibly, a therapist if this continues. Yeah. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And, and I would imagine that uh, a concern, the concern would be that if this boy actually believes the lies he's telling. Um, he could have so, a delus- delusional disorder. He could, there could be something right. going on there. Right, right. And of course, we're, we're not trying to alarm the parent. We're just right. speaking broadly at this point. Right. What, what about, um, you know, one of the things that I, when, when my kids, uh, grandkids now start spinning stories, uh, sometimes I'll jump in and join in and add to it um of oh, course yeah. they have a they oh, have yeah. a grandpa who who likes to make up stories anyway so they like that but and, and then sometimes they'll push back uh, my granddaughter in particular no it wasn't that it was this and and you know so we'll just go back and forth um is that a strategy that sort of helps the boy or the girl know we all know we're in on creating a story together Oh, I think so. In a, in a, where you don't have a situation like this, where you have kids who aren't you know aren't facing this lying behavior, right? Yep. It's it's a that's a different realm. That's that wonderful storytelling. There's a lot of bonding around it, mm-hmm. um, trading off details, trying to one up each other, and creating another detail. That I wouldn't put that in this category. That's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, that satisfies so, so if a she, lot. So if she were uh, running back to the bunny story, if she had joined in the story a little bit. And said, "Oh, you saw three bunnies. Well, you know what? I think now I think I saw four. Would would that be a good strategy for a boy like this? Or because he's they're already distrustful of him, that's probably not a good strategy. I think right now it's interesting you bring that up. I, I'm going to ponder that a bit. I, I my gut instinct is that he that when when she says, you know, when he's away from me." he makes things up and then and and then would cause me to act in his defense if they were true yeah he's in the realm where like he's he's making stories up about people some so-and-so hit me like right or so-and-so yeah. did something to me i want you to go punish so-and-so you know he's in that realm of lying that that so my gut instinct is that what the scenario you just described with the bunny would not be helpful um okay. i would say though that that kids are experiential learners she could try it she could see if it works um, but no, my gut instinct is that he is 
over the edge in terms of the lying and that mm-hmm. that it, we have to set up the boundary with him. So that's just my gut instinct. I can't say for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I know there are a lot of parents listening, probably grandparents, too, who've got kids or grandkids who've got imaginary friends. Our our oldest granddaughter, uh, her name is Clover. She had other Clover. And, um, you know, one of our big delights was just to ask her questions. Well, what's other Clover doing today? And what has she been up to? And where is she now? And and, you know, we knew she was making it yeah, up. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, she, yeah, yeah, right. She had a sense. So those kinds of things are okay. Uh, so we're, I don't think what you're saying is that don't allow no. kids to have imaginary friends. No. This seems to be a case that's a little bit beyond what it should be. Yeah, she seemed, it does seem to me that way, because she seemed to be saying that it's become very difficult for her, yep. you know, that their lives have become difficult from this. Yep. Their yep. family life is difficult. Their their relationships with others are difficult because of his lying. So it's it's beyond. All the making things up, our kids had that. We love it. You and I, I'm sure, did that as kids. I just don't remember. But yeah, all of that's great. Uh, the storytelling is great. The imagination is great. Having an imaginary friend is developmentally appropriate. Absolutely. This just seems to be more. Yep. And and if it is more, if we're reading correctly, that it is more and that she's become she and her family system have become worried and there's some dysfunction because of his lying, then it's in the more category. And that's what we're talking about right now. Yeah. And I I think, you know, uh, my sense of reading the question is that's why she posted the question. She knows that maybe this is beyond. And, you know, it's very telling when she says, I don't know what to believe from him anymore. That's tough for a mom, uh, tough for a dad. So uh, hopefully, uh, mom, you have found a, a little bit of help and at least some direction. And and Michael, uh, if they were to, if they got to a point where they th- said we need to talk to somebody, who should they look for? It's, it's what kind of be person? A, yeah, it's going to be a child psychologist. Okay, uh, go into their whatever is their managed care system or, or insurance system or, or whatever is the system they're set up in, and uh, try to get a referral um, from the primary to a child psychologist. Describe this to the primary, to the pediatrician, you know, whoever is their primary. Uh, for their family to kind of describe it and even maybe show this this uh, Facebook post and mm. say, okay, this is what I'm you know working off of and then flesh the story out a bit. Uh, fl- you know, flesh out the behaviors, list the behaviors for that primary and say, I think we need a child psychologist. What do you think? And I think the primary will probably refer them to a child psychologist. Yeah. Okay, that's good. That's helpful. Well, Michael, thank you so much. Uh, thanks, Tim. Thank you. Great question, and- everyone. Yep, and thank you for the question. And again, remind you that you can get questions to us, wonderofparenting.com, wonderofparenting.com. And there's a, a submission form there. Or you can join our Facebook group, Wonder of Parenting, uh, in, in the uh, the search and then ask to join. We'll allow you in. And then it's a closed group and great discussions happening there. And that's where this question came from. And uh, we will pick more up, I'm sure, as we go through uh, this next year. So thanks for listening. And uh, next week, we're going to pick up one more Facebook question. And this one has to do with food for the brain. So Mm. we'll be talking about that next time. Thanks again, everybody. All right. Bye.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18+ plus. terms and conditions apply. See website for details.